Good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to the Bloody Disgusting Network. The following show is just horrifying. Beware. Carry on and plan the sequel, cause let's face it, baby, these days you gotta have a sequel. Ah! And welcome back to Micro Queers. It's your bi-weekly queer horror short roundup, and I'm Joe. And I'm Trace, and we're talking Jill Six's The Stylist, everybody, which uh oh boy, it has possibly one of the most cringy gore scenes i've seen in quite some time (laughs) yeah it's not bad hey no it's really good probably one of the longer shorts we've done recently but uh Mm -hmm. honestly it's full of style and i was really into this entire thing (laughs) the stylist is full of style (laughs) i see that was not intentional but i will take it i will will just take take it take it right with it (laughs) so folks if you have not seen the short it is about claire who is played by najara townsend and she is a lonely hairstylist with an unnerving desire to escape her disappointing reality when her final client of the evening arrives with the request to look perfect Claire has plans of her own. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because I mean, it's not fair to the movie, but the whole time I was like, oh, this is like Maniac. Because whenever I think about oh, scalping, yes. I just think about Maniac, specifically the, the the remake, because the remake also has some similarly really grotesque scalping scenes. Right. But this was a little bit more, I don't want to say toned down, but it was a bit more subdued right subdued they, they subdued go. can be a way to describe a short that includes a scalping scene right i really i mean I, I i'm gonna keep saying grotesque but oh my god the sound design in this movie uh, yes. in this short is wonderful and that mm-hmm. scene which clearly is the set piece of the short <laughs> just oh it goes on for a long time Yeah, I love how you can see her struggling with the scalp, trying to get it off in the back. Yeah, and the sound design, the sound effects on that particular scene are amazing. I mean, overall, this is a very well put together short. Jill Six has a background in film. She's worked on a bunch of different films as a writer, a producer. So I think a lot of people came into this with some relatively high expectations. But the general consensus seems to be that she really nailed it. And shocker and spoiler, in case people don't know, this has already been adapted into a feature film. It's one of the reasons that we're covering it this particular time because the feature film will begin getting a release on various platforms in the next couple of months well i was gonna say so like i mean i guess you could argue you could read it as a queer horror short you could argue that she's you know has a love or a fixation i guess that's beyond just obsession with Mm -hmm. this client of hers but yeah uh, i mean i don't want to spend too much time talking about the movie because i haven't seen it but right here's the short (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can tell you that I have seen the finished film. This short is actually very indicative of what you get with that full-length feature, and the feature Mm -hmm. is queer. Oh, well, there we go. Oh, I like that. Mm -hmm. So, okay, then when it comes to this, so had you seen this before seeing the full-length film? I did, yeah. I sought this out in anticipation of seeing the feature, Mm because I wanted to be able to compare and contrast them a little bit. And I actually prefer the short... 
I know that a lot of people, when you look up reviews of the short, people talk about the style, they talk about the sound design, they talk about Najara Townsend and her performance. What strangely I find comes across is that people don't think of this as a horror film aside from the scalping, which I think is very strange. Like not only A, does a scalping immediately equate horror films to me, but people tend to focus a lot on how the short ends and how it becomes something sadder and more emotional. Sad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that's a a bit of a reach to say that it's not a horror film because- She's clearly killing people. <laughs> yeah, we, pres- well, I was gonna say we can we only see her do it to one person, but there's other, I'm gonna say wigs <laughs> in her little workshop. <laughs> yes, there are at least four other scalps in that workshop that we see. Mm-hmm. But I actually thought that the sad note to end it on was kind of what sealed the deal for me on this. Like, yep. Because without that, I guess, oh, maybe this sounds weird, but it's, you know, kind of a typical oh, like she's just slashing people. And so people go in this and say, oh, it's not a horror short because it has that note of sadness to it. To me implies, okay, so you're saying that a horror film can't have any like emotional depth to it. That's not very fair. And as we've talked about repeatedly, many of the best horror films have a strong emotional component Mm -hmm. and they often make you feel something for the villains or the people who are committing terrible acts. Like I think again, it's people synonymously equating things like Freddie and Jason and Michael Myers with horror and how we don't understand those people. I mean, even them we come to understand throughout their various permutations and iterations. But when I think of like human driven horror, we have to get to know a lot about the human villains and in this case, I think it becomes far more rich when we get to learn a little bit more about who she is, even though really at the end of the day, we still don't know that much about her. Right. No, I mean, that, that's what I was going to say. Like when you say that the feature is, this is very indicative of what the feature is. Again, I'm imagining, oh, so is it really just like it happens to one person and it's stretched out to feature length? But I found myself, yeah, wanting to learn more about this character given what happens at the end of the film because clearly she's not satisfied like this doesn't get the job done for her Mm -hmm. and i've been on record for saying oh i don't need to know more about my killers i don't need the backstory but that really does apply to people like freddy krueger like michael myers it's where we go into prequel territory or this prequel remake territory where it's like let's figure out why they are the way they are i was like look i don't i don't need my silent killer to have a backstory but this is not the same thing that doesn't mean it's not horror but it's not the same thing. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I would argue that in this kind of story where there's some kind of deep emotional imbalance or like there is something that is actively driving this woman to kill and scalp other women, you know, Mm -hmm. specifically for their hair. And there is a moment when we see her down in the basement trying on the new wig that she's. uh, Yeah. I was going to say purchased, but <laughs> um, <laughs> not, not I mean, technically the scalp purchased itself because she right. got the money from the client. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You make these low income employees stay late after hours. You make them give you wine. Maybe you deserve to be scalped. I'm just saying. That was no. That was honestly my concern. I was like, wait, wait, wait. wait. Like th- th- it's clearly nighttime here, and you are having a gathering really soon to get. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that, that's cutting it too close for me. <laughs> the event planner in you was like oh no don't do this don't leave your hair to the last minute she's also clearly wealthy enough i mean at least in the way she's presented 
Mm-hmm. Oh, also, she has the best caterer in town. I'm like, okay, well, you clearly have people doing this for you. Yes. <laughs> so. Which I think is why she's getting her hair done immediately before presumably the event begins. Because she's like, oh, I don't have to worry about this. I've hired all the best people because I'm super rich. Right, for sure. But yeah, it left me feeling like, oh, like I ended this wanting to see more. So yeah. on that level, I think it does its job. It does what a short does. Because I mean, not saying that all shorts are essentially auditions for their filmmakers to get feature length films, be it of their short or just a film in general. But if that were the case, this would pass the test. Because yeah, you end this like, oh, I want more of this. Yeah, I think it works well as something that tells a relatively simple story. Like there isn't a ton to this, even though it's 14 minutes, it's a lot of mood setting and just kind Mm -hmm. of sitting with the implications of what's happening. But at the end of it, yeah, you're right. You think, okay, there's more to this story. There's clearly some kind of trauma that's gone on. Like we see that she's got scars on her neck. So there's a little kind of subtle cue. Ooh, I wonder what the story is there. And it leaves you right. wanting more. So I think it's working as a short as well as a bit of a feature length pitch. Well, so, okay. So given that we know that the feature goes queer, let's read this short as queer. So I don't know. That, 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 are we going into then like dangerous, like predatory lesbian territory? Because she doesn't seem to have a desire to be with this woman. Although we do have that scene where she tells her like, you know, oh, I, I just want to borrow it for a little bit. I just want to see what it's like to be you. But then mm-hmm. presumably this woman is dead. So Yes, yeah. I don't know that you can recover from a scalping. I, it's not something that often gets explored in stories. People yeah. seem to die from it most often. Yeah, I guess like do you bleed to death? I'm not gonna get into the specifics of it. But we're right. dead. <laughs> I think in this case, uh the short reads less queer. Like the film is very overtly there are queer elements. I'm not necessarily mm. saying it's the stylist herself who is the queer character. So that's me teasing you. But I think in the short specifically, I see this more as coveting other people. And as a queer man, I I really Mm. did identify with that element. It's funny because one of the things that I find most attractive or the thing that I gravitate to is people's hair. I wish that I had other people's hair. I wish that mine was styled differently, that it was colored differently. So seeing how this stylist, this unnamed woman, is a collector of different types of hair, and she tries them on to see if they Mm -hmm. fulfill her or make her happy, I was like, oh, fuck, I really relate to that. (laughs) Well, it's also kind of draggy, right? Like, drag is, like, very much about inhabiting another persona that's not yourself. Yeah. And putting on wigs and outfits and things that aren't really what you would normally wear. I mean, of course there's gender divides there, but right. I can see your perspective on that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think mostly in this case, she is a woman who's unsatisfied with her own life and wants to try on other people's via their hair. But there's a lot of little character beats in this. Like I love that we are introduced to this character and she's slouched in her own chair waiting for this woman. And you think, oh, here's a woman who's Mm -hmm. just unsatisfied with her job. You know, she's kind of done with cutting hair. And you realize, oh, it's not that at all. Well, yeah, it's going the extra step. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, I gotta do this thing. Working my way up to scalping another person. (laughs) A quick scalping. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean I, I think that's great. Do we conclude this with, would you like to see this as a feature? Because I feel like you've cheated here a bit. I've definitely cheated here. Yes. (laughs) 
Yeah, as I said, I I do think I prefer the short more than the feature. I'm interested to Mm -hmm. revisit the feature with you at some point in the future, because I think having just seen the short, I was like, oh, this is what I'm expecting. And when I felt like the feature gave me the same thing, only stretched out to a lengthy one hour and 45 minute runtime, I was like, hmm. I think the short is just more impactful for being compact, but I'm curious to see if I still feel that way. Yeah, no, I mean, like on my end again, without having seen the feature, I would absolutely watch a feature of this because I think it's a great concept. It has kind of that gimmick of like, oh, it's a hairstylist who scalps women. Like, okay, mm-hmm. that's cool. But it obviously has more on its mind than just that basic premise. So yeah. I would absolutely watch more of this. I would like to delve more into the stylist mind. Mm-hmm. Whether or not the film does that, we'll see. But as it stands, like, I think there's plenty of material to mine here for a feature length film. Yeah. And like the aesthetic, the way it's shot, the way it's scored, all Mm. of those details carry over. So it's a very rich, lush. It's driven a lot by the visual aesthetic. So it's nice to see that the production carries that high quality sheen over into the feature. Absolutely. Well, listeners, let us know what you think of The Stylist and what are you, I guess, expecting going into the feature like adaptation of it. Colored me curious. (laughs) But on that note, I think we can cross out The Stylist. Yes, and cross out Microqueers. 